of common sense and comedy. This is Defenders Live. On March 27th, 2023... Mass shooting occurred. Covenant School, a private Presbyterian church in America. Don't worry about it. In Green Hills, North neighborhood of Nashville, Tennessee. A former student and local resident, Audrey Elizabeth Hale. A trans man who sometimes went by the name Aiden. Proceeded to kill three children and three adults. The way that this has been presented and handled in, in, in society, not even just the news, in society, period, is bothersome on, a, on, on so many levels. This lady went to a school that she used to go to went in and proceeded to open fire, killing three students and three staff. The children were Evelyn Dickus, or Dykus, I hope I said that right, William Kinney, Haley Scruggs, all of them aged nine. That was the children. Substitute teacher Cynthia Peak, who was 61, Custodian, Mike Hill, was 61. And the head of the school, Catherine Conce, was 60. Six people died. And instead of people, instead of Americans coming together to... group around the families that lost these lives, these important people in their life. It has become nothing but politicizing of of one agenda or another. Not once have I seen on any of the socials, and maybe I'm in the wrong circles, but not for a second have I seen on either side anybody stopping for a moment and truly being upset that we lost life and lost the lives of of children, by the way. The White House has gone off Blamed the Republicans. Secretary Karine Jean Lampierre 
blamed Republicans for their stance on gun control after the shooting because it's the gun's fault. Quote, how many more children have to be murdered before Republicans in Congress will step up and act to pass the assault weapons ban? End quote. I, I, not once that I saw has the White House come out and, and extended any kind of condolences or apologies or sympathies for the family or families. Nothing. And don't go on Twitter, because God knows Twitter was just is even far worse than any other social media I've ever seen about the whole thing. It, there was nothing. It's all about the guns. I saw so many things about, oh, we got to ban guns. This is the reason why we got to ban guns. She went on. Actually, you know what? I'm going to back off of that one for a second and come super around another way. It was, it's all been about guns to a degree. It's been where it's been really pushed was from the gun angle. Around 500 students gathered at 8 a.m. at the Nashville State Capitol, or Tennessee State Capitol building, actually, in Nashville on Thursday. Protesting. They protested until eventually a fairly group, large group of them, not sure how many, moved into the Capitol building carrying signs and shouting, no action, no peace. What do we want gun control? When do we want it now? Which I want to pause for a moment and say that how come that doesn't count as an insurrection? Because there is actual video of this and they were in session at the time. And these people literally just walked into the chambers. But that's not an insurrection. That's, I digress. There are quote-unquote children. And I say quote-unquote. There are. There are, there are young teens and everybody else who are raising ever-holy hell about this. Talking about, am I going to be next? I've seen some of the signs. Am I going to be next? And blah, blah, blah. No one is for a second thinking about the pain that the families are going through. It's it's a political tool at this point. It we've we've crossed that line to where it, it there wasn't even a moment's thought of how the family of these people, how they feel having lost children, have then lost fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters. Nobody stopped for a second. They every both sides immediately grabbed it, ran with it. It was all about what agenda can we push? The right was constantly sticking out there. And I will admit that I, I have thrown my little bit in there as well, um, that the fact that this was an individual was transgender. All the more proved the fact that it needs to be put back, that transgenderism as a whole needs to be put back. Gender dysphoria needs to be put back, well, the, uh, the MDM-5, as a mental illness. Has to. But the right was going at it from a trans angle, you know, arguing that up and down. And the left was using it strictly for gun control. 
to the fact that again children were young young teenagers were were arguing and fighting and 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 protesting completely ignorant of the entire situation david hogg the uh the self-espoused survivor of the uh florida school shooting huge activist for anti-gun is having a field day with this whole thing not that it matters but he's just out there just stirring that pot up oh we got to get rid of guns schools are by far the only place that i know of i tried looking up for exact you know stats and i couldn't find anything specific but to my knowledge Schools are the only places that are not actually protected by armed security. Now, there are probably some schools in some places that do have armed security there, but as a vast majority, it doesn't happen. We have it at airports. The virtually every public, or I mean, uh, government building has some kind of security everything's got a real security to protect these you know the people inside it we don't do that for schools and then we're shocked when a tragedy like this happens they want to take away guns out of this whole thing you know pushing for this gun control the mental illness that is transgenderism, that is gender dysphoria, is exactly what has been pushed by the left. Oh, we need to keep it out of the hands of these people. There's plenty of stories out now that show that this lady legally had her guns. It didn't make a hill of beans. didn't stop anything. But what's disturbed me is the amount of fighting that's going on over this. Again, I, I'm I, so many people are are just arguing up and down, left and right, for one political agenda or another, and not one of them, not one of them, has stopped that I've seen. And felt a, even a smidge of, of pain, empathy for these people. And that bothers me. America used to be a place that cared. Even if you disagreed, even if you didn't go along with the person next to you, you had different beliefs in a different religion or a different what have you, politically, whatever, you were an American. You cared. And that's gone now. And that is heartbreaking to me. The America that I grew up in, the America that I thought we were, apparently is gone. 
any bit of tragedy that goes on now is strictly there as a way to push some kind of an agenda or another. Or at the very least, try to score a point for your team. Like I said, the right was doing it all like oh, just as bad. Pushing it out. Oh, well, there's a transgender person that did the killing. Does it, does it matter? Does it matter? At the, at the end of the day, does it matter if it was a transgender person, if they were white, if they were black, if they were male or female? Does it matter? Why, why are we upset about this? This school shooting, because it took the lives of three children? I really think that's what it boils down to in this instance. A lot of people are only upset about it because it was another life that, or it was another situation that took the lives of children. Because Chicago, Chicago will forever and always be murder capital of America, with New York quickly coming behind. Nobody cares about what happens in Chicago. Nobody cares about the murdering and the death and the killings going on over there. Why would they? For some reason, black-on-black crime is not an issue. That's not uh, something to be worried about. That's not our business. We don't say anything about that. The last I checked, in my humble opinion... The loss of life for any reason on any situation is sad, is tragic. There it leaves a hole in the family, in the circle that that person was in. Anybody attached to that individual, whether it was natural causes, they just died of old age, whether it was a car accident, whether it was a, a, a crime related, what, no matter what it is, the fact that life ended should break our hearts no matter what. And instead, we use it as a tool to push an agenda, to score a point, for your political team. And that is insane to me. It really is. Like, when did this happen? I, I really don't know when, when everything changed. And it, it, I wanted to go back. You don't have to like what the person does. You don't have to like what they believe. But why can't we get back to the fact that that was a person? That whether you think that their beliefs are are skewed or not, that is a person who had feelings, who had emotions, who had parents, possibly siblings, possibly children, love interests. Goes to the same things that you and I do every single day. Have friends, have a life, go to a job. In one way or another, touches a multitude of people. And now that that life is gone, there is a hole there. We don't care. Green Jean-Pierre, 
even went so far after all of this was happened, that again, to push agendas, because apparently, and I know unbeknownst to me, this is some kind of transgender week or something. The White House press secretary has expressed sympathy for the trans community after a transgender person murdered six people, including three children. Why? Why? How are you going to express sympathy for a group of people that the only association they have with this situation is the fact that one of them, or an individual claiming to be of said community, Uh, committed uh, an act of a horrible crime. It's not even an act, a horrible crime. That's it. Where is your sympathy for the families of the six people, the three children, the three adults? That's what bothers me. I'm not saying that a transgender person, a gender dysphoria individual, should not be treated like a person, because they are. Albeit somebody who is suffering, but they're still a person. They should still be treated with respect. They should still be treated uh, the way that you or I, well, I, I tried to, you try to treat people the way you want to be treated. Regardless of, of what they do, how they do it, what they stand for. Even the ones that are doing these drag shows for these kids, we can say up and down that this is this is borderline pedophilia, if not fully crossed into it. This is grooming. This is a, a horrible thing that these people are doing. Right. But they are still people. You treat people how you want to be treated. You love the person. You hate the action. If they're doing something that you don't approve, i.e. the drag show thing you hate what they do but you still love the person there's there's a way to be able to parse that it's there's not a lot of nuance there contrary to what people say it's it's just insane the white house press secretary expresses sympathy for the trans community Quote, I know that the White House released a proclamation of Trans Day of Visibility. A reporter said during Thursday's press briefing, there is a march happening tomorrow to commemorate this day, but also to protest the types of bills that are continuing to be passed in advance of legislatures across the country. What is the White House's message to these lawmakers that are passing those bills and those are, who are taking to the streets to protest them? In quote, that was a reporter. 
Jean-Pierre claimed that the one administration only supported, quote, peaceful protest, end quote, before saying that the administration had, quote, been very clear about these anti-LGBTQ bills that we're seeing in state legislatures, state legislatures across the country, in particular these anti-trans bills as they attack trans kids, as they attack trans parents. It is shameful. And it is unacceptable. As you mentioned, tomorrow's Trans Visibility Day. On a day we should be lifting up our trans kids, our trans youth, and making sure they feel seen. We're seeing more and more of these hateful bills. And what that's what the Republicans want to spend their time on. And one of the things that we saw during the midterm elections is that people don't want their freedoms taken away. They want us to fight for freedoms. I'm not even I can't read anymore because it makes my head hurt. That was a quote by the White House press secretary. Again, this is right after six people lost their lives. And all she can do is go on this thing. Oh, these states are treating these people so horribly. No. No, that's that's not it. We're protecting children. That's what we're trying to do. Protect our children from something that they should not be subjected to. As an adult, if you as an adult feel that something is wrong with you, that you, for some reason, are not who you were born, the gender you were born, I personally would argue that you might want to seek medical attention for that, that there's a deep pain, something, a trauma, a situation that you have put your that has happened to you that has caused you to think this way. And 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 there needs to be some healing done there in order to rectify that situation. The body is an amazingly complex organism. We have no we we still don't fully understand every bit of it. Especially the brain. But if you feel that it is much cheaper, see it simpler and easier to just go, no, I, I, I was born biologically a male, but I believe in and identify as a female, so I'm just going to go change all this stuff up. As an adult, fine. I, I, I feel bad that you're not uh, uh, fixing the problem, that you're just covering it up with a Band-Aid, and a very bad one at that, that you're disfiguring yourself to the extent to, to, to make yourself feel. But if that's what you feel you have to do as an adult then fine. Then fine. But a child who doesn't know better should not be subjected to that, should not be given those kinds of choices at all. They don't know what they want to be as an adult, what they want to do for a job when they grow up. That changes constantly. What they are experiencing, they're learning life for the first time, and all you want to do is inject a new uh, 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 a problem for them to figure out. Well, I know that, you know, you were born with a penis, but that doesn't mean you have to be a boy. Children need stability. Children need consistency. And if they want to change things down the road, when they're an adult and they have at least a, a little bit of maturity and a little bit of common sense built into them and, tar- and trained into them, then okay. Again, I think there's a problem there that needs to be fixed that goes much deeper than just, well, I need to change my outward appearance. But 
They shouldn't be subjected to this stuff. The attack on our children is relentless. I mean, when we come back after the break, I've, I've got more stories that go further in detail about that. Maryland says school districts or school district says that parents can't opt their children out of gender identity lessons. In California, kindergartners will read about transgender kids for transversity, a transgender day of visibility. Who's protecting our children? We'll be right back. In today's troubled world, our USA Armed Forces stand ready to protect you, your family, and our American way of life. When veterans return to civilian life, they deserve your recognition and support. You can help put vets to work by donating your car, truck, or van to Patriotic Hearts. Your donation will directly support programs to help vets find jobs or even start their own business. Donate today for fast, free pickup of your vehicle, running or not. Operators are standing by to answer questions about making a tax-deductible vehicle donation. Find out how you can make a difference in the life of a United States veteran. Call 800-209-6482. For 24-hour response, call 800-209-6482. 800-209-6482. That's 800-209-6482. This is Defenders Live. Yep, I know. Very uplifting and lively show. It's only going to get better from here. I ended off before the break asking who's protecting our kids. And not from the political, agenda-driven angle that everything has been going on lately. Guns and everything else. It's Who's protecting our kids? Why are we not protecting our kids? I, we all know that children are the future, and it is a whole lot easier to convince a child, uh, uh, or let me phrase that, it's a lot easier to lead a child astray than it is to try and convince an adult. The child is susceptible because they are trusting. They are innocent. They dare I say, naive. They're children. They don't know any better. It's easier to sway them, to manipulate them, to conform them to what you want or what society wants than it is to raise them properly.
and it's only getting worse. Parents with children enrolled at a Maryland school district were outraged after the the district announced that they would not allow students to opt out of gender, gender identity lessons. In a March 23 email, the Montgomery County Public Schools informed parents that they would no longer notify them about gender identity lessons. In an effort to promote, quote, inclusive environment, in quote, the district also stated that children could not be opt out of said curriculum. Quote, MCPS expects all classrooms to be inclusive and safe spaces for students, including those who identify as LGBTQ+, or have family members that are LGBTQ+, in the community. Broad representation of personal characteristics within curricular or instructional uh, materials promotes this desired outcome. Therefore, as all curriculum resources, there is an exception that teachers utilize those inclusive lessons and text with all students, end quote. While children are not required to complete the gender identity lessons, they may still be removed from sexual health education, the district explained, which I don't understand. How can you say they can't opt out I, quote, as is standard practice when planning for instruction, teachers and schools are encouraged to utilize a variety of resources to continue to promote an inclusive environment as outlined in the MCPS core values and board policy. Students and families may not choose to opt out of engaging with any instructional materials other than Family Life and Human Sexuality Unit of Instruction, which is specifically permitted by Maryland law. As such, teachers may or will not send home letters to inform families when inclusive books have been read in the future. End quote. Here's a school in Maryland telling parents pretty much to go screw yourself These are our children. We're going to do what we want. We're going to teach them what we want. And to hell with you. Because let's be realistic about this whole situation. Children are in school, what, six, eight hours a day? Something like that. And with parents nowadays, with the way society is right now, parents, both of them probably working, you get what? four hours maybe in the evening time before everybody gets ready for bed, before you have to get ready to start the day over again? Who has the most effect on those children? Is it the parents? Sadly, no. But that's just the way society runs. That's just a normal, everyday thing. Who do you think the kid's going to believe more, the one that they're around for four hours-ish or eight hours-ish? The people that... Their parents put them with. Obviously, if mom and dad are sending me here, they must trust the people that are here. They must trust what they're saying. 
And by the time the parents find out about it, it's over. They can't refute anything. They can't argue anything. anything. They can't fight it. Damage is done. In response to the notification letter, 70 parents attended a Montgomery County School Board meeting on Tuesday to speak out about the policy. Parents fought for their rights to have a say in their children's education and argued that teaching gender identity lessons violated their religious beliefs, according to the Daily Caller. Montgomery County School parent, uh, School's parent, Allie Albiter, uh, God bless her, Alto Belly, I'm so sorry, <laughs> told the DCNF, that's the Daily Caller News Foundation, quote, none of us have asked for books to be removed, none of us. We're just asking for what is fair and equitable and our own constitutional right to be able to have religious freedom and opt out of something that goes against not only my Christian beliefs, but also the Jewish religion, uh, the Muslims, so forth. There are so many people who are not okay with this. I mean, I... School is not a place to be teaching equality. It should not be a place of, of teaching diversity. It should not be teaching inclusiveness. School's job, last I was under the impression of, is to be teaching math and English and science and history and, you know, all that good stuff. Education, teaching a child and preparing them from an educational standpoint to be able to face the world. But they're not doing that now. Now it's all about inclusives. I thought that a child learned about diversity and inclusion and, 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 and all of that good jazz just by being in a school that was diverse and inclusive by nature. You know what I mean? You 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 go to a school. There are you know black children and white children and 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 brown children and yellow children and all these different colors. You they're constantly they're intermingled. There's no separate classrooms. There's no segregation. You're all mixed together in this one room. You all play on the same playgrounds. You all eat in the same cafeteria. That's what. That's where the diversion comes in, or the, the, the diversiveness comes in. And then if something happens and, and, and a child is being picked on or, or something goes down, then the teachers step in and say, no, 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 no. We treat each other how we want to be treated. There's your inclusiveness. It's not the school's job to be teaching some kind of curriculum and crap. It's their job to be teaching an education, math, sciences, things that would prepare the child for the future in life, for work, to survive. That's what it's for. Quote, these are prepubescent children that haven't even gone to sex ed. I just keep saying I'm not anti right now. I'm anti right now because it's not appropriate. This was, uh, again, that was from uh, Miss uh, Altabelli. 
Now, the parent, Laura Wright, told the outlet that her child would be in the second grade next year where he will be reading My Rainbow by Deshauna Neal and Trinity Neal. Quote, it's a book about a transgender kid. He's going to be learning words like cisgender, transgender. That's really heavy for his age. I wonder, why aren't they also learning about depression, suicide, and addiction at this age? It's really heavy, and I'm surprised. End quote. At, there's a lot of things that, at this point, that why aren't they teaching children? If you're going to go the route of teaching them that, hey, uh, you might be mentally unstable, but we're not going to call it that. You might have a problem. You may not be who you are being told or have been told that you are. There's a lot of things that they don't talk about. How come, how come there are all these laws in place if this kind of stuff is okay? A school presentation revealed that the district previously released a list of LGBT plus books that it planned to incorporate in elementary school classrooms. One of these books for pre-kindergarten. Pre-kindergarten. Let that sink in for just a moment. Pre-kindergarten. You're talking, what, two, three, four? It's titled Pride Puppy. It is a story about a family celebrating Pride Day. In addition, a book for kindergartners called Uncle Bobby's Wedding is a story about a same-sex marriage. I can go on and on and on and on about the stuff they're doing this. Why? Why? Again, are there homosexuals out there? Absolutely there are. They are free to live their life how they want to. I don't agree with it. But I'm not the one who's living that life. I'm not the one who has to stand one day and give an account for it. I believe everybody does. I believe everybody that is ever alive, one aspect or another, has to stand and give an account for their life. Not everybody believes that. I believe that I need to focus on what I'm going to do because I believe everyone stands stands and gives an account one day for their actions in their life. That means I need to be more focused on what I'm doing. What am I saying? What am I conveying? How am I acting? I can't worry about these people over here. And if they're not hurting anybody, who cares? Who cares? I, I don't. But I do care when you start pushing this onto children. What does a child need to know about any of this for? Children in pre-kindergarten, kindergarten, I would argue as far up as... It would be acceptable maybe in upper middle school, high school. 
Because at least then you're actually talking sex ed and you can you can branch off into, hey, and just so we're clear, this is the different, you know, aspects of it, blah, 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 blah. But you're mentioning it from a, a, a purely scientifical, a purely uh, instructional type position. You're not pushing it off on the kids. You're not trying to insinuate these things on these kids. You're not impressioning these kids. You're just saying, this is how it is in the world. So when you get out there, you're not shocked by it and you don't turn around and be a jerk. I, that's what it should be. But pre-kindergarten, car, kindergarten, most if not all of middle school, colors, numbers, letters, sounds, uh, how to read and write, how to do math, how to, uh, you know, science experiments, you know, don't you don't mix acids and bases, you know, that kind of thing. Like, that's what you do. That's what school is for. You don't dump this stuff on these kids and then just think everything's going to be okay. And it gets worse. California, children as young as kindergarten will read a picture book about transgender kids on Friday, which was yesterday, as part of a Northern California school district's, quote, transgender day of visibility, which I don't understand. despite the objections of several parents. Burton Valley Elementary, about 20 miles east of San Fran, will have uh, K-5 or K-5 through pupils read a book titled It Feels Good to Be Yourself, a book about gender identity. The book introduces children to the concept of gender identity with transgender kid characters. It explains... Pseudo-scientific ideas of transgender, cisgender, and non-binary people. Quote, this is Ruthie. She's a transgender girl. That means she was born when she was born, everyone thought she was a boy until she grew older, old enough to tell everyone that she's actually a girl. End quote. That's the first line of the book. Again, Children need stability. They need consistency. They need parameters to to know that everything is okay. Period. No matter what it is. This line of this book throws all of that out the door. The book's introduction is, quote, this sweet, straightforward exploration of gender identity will give children a fuller understanding of themselves and others, end quote. Kindergarten children. Even up to K-5. These are children who pretend. My five-year-old, excuse me, six-year-old, would put on a mask and a little bracelet thingy and run around saying that he's Catboy from PJ Mask. Does putting on the mask and, and all that stuff and him running really fast and wearing the t-shirt, does that make him PJ Mask? Does that make him Catboy? No. So why is this is this is mm. 
Parents in the district have expressed concerns that gender identity is an inappropriate topic for elementary school children. On Nextdoor, a neighborhood social media platform, some parents said that they plan to pull the children out of Burton uh, Valley Elementary on Friday to avoid book reading. I hate to tell you this, but that's a great start. But you're only pulling them out for the day. Do you think that they're going to stop there? Are you going to be you going to be able as a as a family unit to pull them out of school? Because that means childcare, especially when you're talking at that age. You're talking childcare is going to have to be uh, provided while you work. You're going to be able to afford to do that every single time. And then how are you going to justify it when it comes to the school standards? Because if they miss a certain number of days, excused or non, eventually they're going to just be deemed as failing. How are you going to answer for that? You're going to have to do much more than just pull out for the one day or pull out every time something like this happens. Because if you do, you're going to pretty much might as well just pull them out of the school entirely. The gender identity book reading is part of Lafayette School District's celebration of International Transgender Day of Visibility. Again, that's a whole other thing that I don't completely understand. Transgenderism, gender dysphoria, has been front page news. It feels like forever. I know it hasn't been. But it feels like a very, very long time to one aspect or another, whether it is somebody pointing out the, 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 the quote-unquote family-friendly drag shows where these drag queens are, are lap dancing on young children. Think I'm crazy? Go look it up. There's, video, there's a video just come out recently, if you haven't seen it. A grown man... Dressed as a woman, literally lap dancing a 15-year-old girl. If this individual did not have on a wig, makeup, and a dress, he would have been arrested. Why didn't this one happen? Why is it okay if you put the, if you put the dress and the makeup on? I don't know what to do anymore day of visibility for transgenders they are everywhere and in everything they are pushing this so hard on on our children and on other people and i don't i don't i don't understand why what i also don't understand is why it's being allowed to. Why people, more people are, are being complacent with it and, and allowing it to happen than not. I mean, kudos to the parents for standing up and saying something. Fighting at these, these, these parent-teacher meetings and, and these you know board school board meetings, good for them, but what have you done beyond that? Sometimes doing the right thing costs a lot, literally. 
if your school board, if like this one in California or the one in Maryland, if they're doing this kind of stuff and you don't like it, you may have to figure out what it's like to, I don't know, homeschool your children permanently, full time. You may have to move to be able to accommodate something like that. There's a lot of things that may have to happen. If you were truly worried about your children and you need to really do something about it, obviously start with the easy part. You go to the board, you go to the school meetings, you do all this stuff and you try to petition and you hope that this stuff works. And if it doesn't, you better be ready to go all the way or don't go to the school board meetings. That's my humble opinion. And it doesn't get better. There's a poll out, Wall Street Journal and National Opinion uh, Center for Research. A research center, God, Listexia is kicking in. Unveiled uh, survey results on Monday, which indicated that only 39% of respondents view religion as very important to them personally. A decline from 70%. When the initiative in 1998, while 38% of respondents said the same about patriotism, a decline from 70% a quarter century ago. Values such as having children and community service garnered the same result. Share seeing the former as certainly important as a a decline or has declined from 59% to 30, while the share considering the latter is centrally important declined from 27 or 47% to 27%. The only priority that has grown over the past two and a half decades is money, which 43% of Americans now see as very important, an increase from 31% in 1998. Now, I am not one to push religion on somebody. If, if, if religion is not for you, then it's not for you. It's not something you want. It's not something you believe in. I'm, I'm not going to, to, to force it on you. I will hope because I believe that, well, that's because they're my beliefs. <laughs> my beliefs are true. Um, if I didn't think that, I wouldn't believe them. Um, and my beliefs, I would like for you to come on board and, 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 and believe what I do because I want to see you have an actual happy, fulfilled, amazing life and in the life beyond. If you don't believe any of that, that's okay. It's fine. I still love you and I still want to be, you know, with there with you. And patriotism. Patriotism is something that we, we've lost the patriotism side of things because we don't know who we are as a country anymore. Well, we can't even figure out, and we're trying to convince even children at a young age, that we don't know who we are as a gender. Oh, I know you were born a girl, but mm, you might be a boy. If we can't get gender straight, how are we supposed to know who we are as a, as a country?
Mill Bill McKinterf, a pollster who previously worked for the Wall Street Journal, on a similar survey, told the outlet that, quote, these differences are so dramatic, it paints a new and surprising portrait of a changing America, end quote. He postulated that, quote, the toll of our political division, COVID, and the lowest economic confidence in decades is having a startling effect on our core values, end quote. Every age group, placed a diminished importance on the values mentioned with the exception of money. But the younger cohorts especially declined in their prioritization of the values. There was a 36 percentage point gap with respect to the importance of religion between those aged 18 to 29 and those aged 65 and above. There was likewise a 24 percentage gap point, a point gap uh, with respect to religion and a 14% gap with respect to hard work. Now I could go into why I think that is we we've we've become a nation of instant gratification. I've I've said this before. And the problem with it is is everything is just becoming easier. Technology is an amazing thing. If it wasn't for technology, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. But at the same time, we've become so used to instant gratification that how hard is it to work at anything? Even, let's say, patience. If you can literally push a button and have something right now. The partisan divide in the survey results are also palpable. Palpable. Republicans exceeded Democrats by 36% points. With respect to the value of patriotism, 26 percentage points with respect to religion and 12 percentage points with respect to having children. Democrats somewhat exceeded Republicans in the matter of community involvement, while both assigned the same amount of value to money in their lives. I mean, I don't care about the political side of it, but just the fact of the matter is that America has changed and not for the better. So, yay. There you go. It has been a fun-filled show. I'm sure one you will want to share with your friends and neighbors and tell how exciting and happy this was to listen to. If you're still alive and haven't slit your wrists by now, go to DOA Show uh, at all the social medias, on Twitter and everywhere else. Follow us, like us, share us. Please help get the show back up to where it was before. We took a little bit of hiatus, and now we're trying to rebuild everything from the ground up. If we can start getting more listeners and a little bit more of a growth, we might be able to cross back into the Daily Show. I know a lot of people like that and miss that. See what you can do there. You can also support the show. Check out the uh, description link or description link in the show description or go to the page on Anchor. We'll see y'all next time. Bye, y'all.